Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jump Maniac, and I have a special co-host, because remember, they're going to have to do as much work as I do, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is uh, Chris Lindsay, and I am the uh, uh, product manager for Dungeons & Dragons at Wizards of the Coast. Yes, and we were already corroborating about how, mu- how much our jobs make too many files for us. So we'll see if we can have some fun without any files right now. <laughs> and we're going to tie back to episode number 118, the competitive one shot, which of course featured you, Chris Lindsay on it. And that one was, that one was a lot of fun. Really loved the history you were able to convey to us and all the cool things about how competitive one shots have been and how they are destined to be going forward. So, That inspired me in a very interesting way. I will preface with that, and hopefully you will come along with us for this ride. See what I did. And I entitled it DMnastics 99 to Jun... (laughs) I thought I could get through that with a straight face. I couldn't. Um, DMnastics 99, two dungeons, two furious. So essentially, Fast and Furious meets Dungeons and Dragons. So it should it should get interesting very quickly so essentially the exercise is just setting up teams of racers i think the original fast and furious is i think one that i like the most and kind of harkens back more towards these teams of racers so i threw that out to our dms on the forum and we got some very interesting things back um the one i wanted to highlight real quick just because of the way it was set up was from the forum user skedrix who essentially had all the question answered as if you were interviewing a drunk lich at a bar. And he's answering like all these questions of like, what's the power source and like being frustrated that you're like not even having banter, but you're just asking these direct questions. And also one of the cooler power sources from the forums is a elemental that has been harnessed to be the power source for this vehicle. So really cool idea if you're ready i'd say we just jump straight into it and start having as much fun as we can creating these crazy teams so we're gonna start lifting the mental weights right now lifting weights is what i do look at me lift these weights i'll throw it out to you and see what i get back um what do you think would be a cool team name for for i don't even know how to describe it for a race team in a dungeons and dragons setting a race team in a Dungeons and Dragons setting. Well, so when I imagine a race team in Dungeons and Dragons, of course, you're, you're going to get this this team in a vehicle uh, or vehicles, and you want this team to be as light and moving as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my my race team would probably be gnomes, and oh, I, uh, I would just call them Tinker Drome. Nice. Okay, we've got the name. So Tinker Drome. Tinkerdrome, yeah, they're all about they're all about the the making the machine work and then driving it as fast as possible in whatever element that that you you provide. I like it. So then, so these we'll just run through the prompt real quick and then we'll just see where it leads us. First up, what would be the power source for the Tinkerdrome cars? Or I hate to use the word cars because I feel like that's restrictive. We'll just say vehicle. Vehicle. Okay, so I I do like the idea actually of an elemental as a power source, uh, particularly since an elemental is a creature. So if you put uh, an elemental as a power source, so you take a number of earth elementals and you attach them to the wheels or you make them the wheels, they form in form of 
make them as form of wheels. The cool part about that is, is that the Tinker, the Tinker Drome gnomes can go in and they can touch those earth elementals and do things like cast spider climb and stuff on them. So they can go all over the place on the track. You blew my mind already. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was so I was so ill. I didn't know how ill prepared I was for your answer. I'm like I'm just sitting here with like a dumb look on my face because in my head I envisioned like like the classic like fire elemental inside the coal thing. And you're like shoving coal in there. There's just like this. No, but your idea is so much cooler. Yeah. Now you can do things to the wheels because they're creatures. Oh, and then that immediately made me thinking of like. Having you know, clerics essentially dismiss and resummon different elementals depending on what obstacles are coming up in the course, like switching the earth elementals out for water elementals depending on what's going to happen next. Exactly, oh. and if things go badly, right? If you, even if you're on on an all rock track, if things go badly, all the earth elementals converge over the top of the vehicle, and the entire vehicle goes subterranean. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> oh man. Then I just now I envision a tiny little gnome pit crew be like you pull in and they're like oh no we got to get the air elementals hurry and then like switching them out and then then you just fly off oh that's so good okay so what would be our construction material I mean everything's on the table so uh, I think you'd want to have something durable particularly if you're working with elementals uh, but light right so I'm thinking mithril mm. you you got a mithril cage. That the, that, the, that the gnomes sit in and all of the little like runes and etchings can work well because mithril is really responsive to magic. So you, you put all the mithril on the different etchings and stuff and, and you have the cage. That way the elementals, if they need to surround it to fly or go subterranean or go underwater, whatever like that, they have a nice solid support structure for what they're doing. Perfect. I can't argue. I mean, we're just, it's getting better all the time. I feel like we kind of handled this a little bit with how we had the elemental set up, but is there anything interesting that we'd want to do with like a propulsion system? Uh, I think uh, propulsion is one of those things. You can have elementals run for you, right? That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to propel them along even faster, you just, you always have to have like heat of some sort. So mm -hmm. Um, there's always those quasi-elemental planes that exist between the, the pure elemental planes. So, you know, earth, air, fire, water. You should be grabbing the, whatever the fire connection is between those two. So if you are using earth elementals, then you grab that molten core right there that between the two. And you, you harness those elementals and you bring them in and you use those to propel the earth elementals faster. Oh, that's so good. You also attach a, a swarm. I, I mean, at the drop of a hat, attach a swarm of methods the back of your thing right it's so oh it's <laughs> guys <laughs> we gotta go and like i just envision because my the favorite thing for this to me and especially thinking about how you would describe it to your players um you know i mean i envision that the gnomes are just sitting there beforehand because you know I mean, there's a limited amount of time you can have a summoned creature yeah. so, and you're like all at the like starting line and there's just like this weird mithril cage sitting there with like some gnomes in it and you're like how could they possibly win this race they're just like in prison like this doesn't make sense and then they just start summoning all these crazy <laughs> crazy things to get them to go along absolutely the other cool thing about the methods though is you can put them on the sides of the vehicle and use them for like all the maneuverability and stuff like that because they're sticking their arms and legs and stuff out to like push you along different angles and things oh so good so who is the driver of this a gnome of course you well have, yeah have who's, who's the head techno tech wait what did we call it tinker drum the, the tinker drum gnome 
uh, driver is is young. It's got to be uh, a forest gnome uh, who has the dexterity and the reflexes to to take those tight corners and everything. You make them young and crazy, and uh, they have to be wearing goggles. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> must. No goggles, no drive. Nope. That I mean, that I feel like it, for this team, that's almost how you're initiated. Like that's the sign that you've made it when you get your pair of goggles. That's how you know. And it's the young one with the reflexes. So it's kind of like, you know, we talked about it earlier, like baby driver, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the, the young gnome with the, with, the, with, the, with the sharp reflexes from the forest. You put them in there. And all the, uh, the pit crew are all rock gnomes. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then a necessary thing if this is going to be D&D. And I feel like we've already kind of laid the groundwork for it. But what kind of weaponry are we going to put on this bad boy? That's an excellent question. I think where gnomes are involved, there's a number of things we can we can put on there. Uh, from the rear, we could have uh, dual attached wands of grease that drop the grease behind the, the vehicle as it's going. Spy hunter, immediately. I'm absolutely going to go down spy hunter, right? Yep. And then on the sides, you have to have little compartments built into the to the chassis where the rock can like or the or whatever elemental can pull away and the little sides just kind of flop open and they just dump ball bearings everywhere right yep <laughs> so or caltrops or yep. whatever it is that you need of course for the front your driver uh must be somebody who is charismatic so you put your force gnome is perhaps maybe a bard and so they can hurl you know vicious mockery across at the other drivers as they're going yes <laughs> <laughs> and and pause them, throw them out, throw them off their game. Yeah, that, I mean, it was interesting that you bring that up. Thinking about it before that, you know, I mean, the dexterity is important, but then that charisma is really good too because you know, and you, the theory is that they're telling the team what to do and the team's trusting them, and then of course flipping it and making it into a bard, and then especially vicious mockery, solid, super solid. So I will throw it down to team catchphrase. Oh man, team catchphrase for Tinker Gnome. Um, let's see here. <laughs> this is the part you just you totally stumped me here. Yes. Um, I want to make it from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. And then because they're summoning all these creatures to help them. Yeah, I, I, I Field of Dreams, you know, it's, it's kind of a Field of Dreams meets, uh, uh, oh, what's the show? The Airbender show, right? Oh, Avatar. Avatar, right? Avatar the Airbender. So. Gosh, I, I'm not even sure what you would what you use as a catchphrase other than you know, I, I guess I guess you know if they're if they're gnomes, uh, the catchphrase could be just as simple as "engage the elemental." Nice, <laughs> engage, and then they just they just pop out of pop out of nowhere. Uh, okay, I, I say we can button up the tinker drum and i mean if you're down i i say we make one more and i'm gonna use the power of the internet All right okay so i found so essentially i use the power of the internet to give me random names because i don't do well under pressure and making names and i came up with the name the red shields okay so i think we can use that as our catalyst yeah so now i have to think who would constitute as the red shields Oh, it's simple. So you have red caps in your in your, uh, in your vehicle, mm-hmm. right? And this vehicle, the, the 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 whole thing is constructed of bone that's been lashed together, and the weapons they have are scythes on the side and so forth. Oh, I almost want to make it 
I mean, because it's going to get a little creepy because we've chosen red caps. I almost want to make it that that's like somehow the propulsion system. It's like some rotating set of size that is almost like creepily pulling it along. So I have folks here who are literally trying to kick me out of this room because they have a meeting. Okay. What do you want to do? So um, I'm going to I'm going to transport this machine someplace else. I'll be I'm going to I hope I don't like you're going to get this like little mini tour for a second. Okay, I accept. Last time Tito did it, he almost fell over and died. So, all right, let's go see if we can find another place here real quick. No worries. Okay, here we are. Ooh, we are now in the Goblin Warrens. Of course we are. I'm, I'm gonna get distracted. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped getting distracted by the last place. Stop taking me new places. Oh, so, which is important because goblins, I feel like they're similar to red caps in that they're all a bunch of murderous creeps. That's exa- I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, of course, that's where we are. Applicable. You have your red cap machine with sides built into the side uh, and a bone structure and harness. I don't know what they would use for a power source though. I'm trying to think if it would work that there's just because it kind of in my head, I just envisioned that there's just so many of them on this vehicle. Like that's kind of like the the resource is just the number of red caps that are on this thing. So it's almost like you know, when you think of those old school galleys and you're in these huge ships and you just have a countless number of people on on oars. If they just like had size that they were just like digging into the ground and pushing themselves forward with. Could be. But since there are these vicious, vicious creatures out there. Um, another thing they could do is they could enslave other faith to help them. So you think red caps. Uh. With all of these, like, with all of these quicklings attached to the bottom of the harness, and then the red caps would basically just like you know whip those quicklings into action, and and it was they do this Fred Flintstone style with the feet on the bottom and just go crazy. <laughs> so good! Oh, it's such a terrible, it's just a terrible image too. Oh. It's horrible. They're evil. They're the bad guys, right? I know. I know. True. True. We didn't, so we already did cover it. So that's kind of the power source. The construction material is using bone for everything. So then that's – I wonder, yeah, what other kind of enslaved fey creatures would help with the propulsion system? Oh, you could totally like strap uh, pixies and stuff to the outside mm-hmm. to flap their wings and stuff to get that extra boost. Oh, yeah. And, or, I mean – and I definitely like – you know because we kind of played into this with the last idea that the – terrain is going to be very diverse. I mean, we're in a Dungeons and Dragons setting. It's not going to be left turning the whole time until you win. And, you know, and it just kind of makes me think of more of, you know, like pod racing and all the kind of different things that they had to deal with there. So definitely adding in some pixies and, oh, it's terrifying. And I just see how scared like the players' faces are when you describe what's like pulls up next to them out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you if you really uh, need help. I mean, your your driver could be a hag that employs all of these other fae, and then the hag could do things like animate the bone structure of the machine to make it go even faster, or you know, fire bone darts and so forth, or shrill whistling or whatever they need to do to like trip up the other other teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you already now that we're doing that, it made me think of because that kind of goes into the driver scenario where the whole like operation is done by a hag who has all these creatures under her control. The immediate thing I thought of when it comes to weapons is red caps. Just oh, yeah. 
having red caps. And it made me think of Mad Max with the big pole that falls over or just catapulting them over at the other vehicles. Absolutely. And, they got little little red cap catapults. Mm-hmm. They just kind of fly through the air, screaming with the side of them over their yes. head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or we can go with the other, the, you know, we've got the scythe. The other red cap version I like is the double cleavers. That's another fan favorite over here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, you get the scythe for the long range and double cleaver for short range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fly through the air, right? And the little caps, they have like little straps that go down with that cover their ears and stuff. So that keeps the cap on as they're flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other thing it's funny the other thing i thought of was like you know, thinking about like they are evil so using other creatures as resources when they're tossed over like pixies that are like in their clothes somehow like attached to them so that they can actually fly the rest of the way and make it and land and kind of maneuver so then you're guaranteed not to just lose red caps because you missed yeah totally totally bring them back returning red caps oh yeah because then when they're done they'll just kind of slow you know, fly back over well, she can also attach those red caps to like long ropes with hooks and stuff on them. And the rope is attached to your vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Which you can use to get, pull the other vehicle one way or the other. Oh, I like that. I also really liked the idea of attaching two other vehicles to each other. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a really cool like tactic. Instead of you know, dealing with the potential damage to your own, you just make, those, make two other cars deal with each other. That and, or you could do that. And the other thing that you can do is if you want to become like the, the behemoth, if there's multiple red cap teams and multiple red cap cars, let's say that bone structure is actually an animate undead creature that can join with other animate undead bone cars. Oh. The whole thing becomes like the red cap racing tank. Yeah. It may immediately made me <laughs> really <laughs> creepy Voltron, but it immediately made me think of multiple hags, you know, and controlling multiple vehicles. Coming. Mm-hmm. And then just all forming together. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I feel like we're we're back to it. We got to come up with a team catchphrase. A team catchphrase. This one's easier actually because I just, I guess I just think more evil than good sometimes. And uh, the team catchphrase for these guys is never enough blood. Oh, yep. <laughs> there isn't, and they just need more. They need more for their red caps. That's all there is to it. Oh, that's so good. I think we're pretty good. So then. We've done a great job of lifting the mental weight, as it were. But then I have a, another, and I would say even possibly more important question for you. Where can people go to find you, what you're doing, and all the cool things? Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Onatrix, O-N-N-A-T-R-Y-X. And if you want to see me in person uh, this year, uh, good shows to be at would include Hascon upcoming here in September in uh, Rhode Island. Another one would be Gamehole Con in Madison in uh, November. And uh, I might make an appearance. I'm still working this out uh, at PAX Unplugged as well in Philly. Nice. So there's a number of places still that you might find me. And uh, of course, I'm on the interwebs all the time. If you want to chat with me, a good place to do it is to, uh, or I should say the, your best chance of doing with it to chat with me directly would be to go into the chat room whilst I am watching uh, one of the games put on by Maze Arcana mm-hmm. uh, or the Fury's Reach games put on by Maze Arcana. Tuesday at 7 or Wednesday at 7. Yep. And you should totally check out the Tomb of Annihilation that just came out. So go. Go to your FLGS and purchase. 
And for us, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or follow us over on Twitter at dmnastics, where you can catch all of our daily dmnastics. And of course, for everything else on our network, head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And so to ease ourselves and have a little post-workout cool down and stretch, we are going to head into the light bulb. Light bulb. So today for the light bulb, we're going to raise things to the next level. Oh, and to do so, I brought in a wonderful host from the network and I'll let them introduce themselves real quick because it's their first time on the light bulb. So then they will never introduce themselves here again. First time on the light bulb, first time on DMnastics. True. Oh man. DM Ian. What's up guys? Yep. And I thought DM Ian would be the perfect person to talk about essentially a 3D environment at your table in that characters that can fly or maybe you're underwater because you want to put a smile on Rich Howard's face. Whatever the reason is, your players are not all on the same plane, if you will. Ian's a great person to bring in for that because the game that he and I are playing, he is playing a character that can fly. Yeah, indeed. I am playing a sprite who you have to really take into consideration the altitude and things like that because it actually affects your how far you're able to move. So, yeah, I have to describe how I'm moving through the air and through space and calculate that. So, yeah. Definitely. And so one of the things to bring to your table are ways to make that something that all the people at the table understand because if you forget about that, it fundamentally changes what players can and can't do then maybe you have to start retconning or people feel like things went weird because the wizard was actually you know 50 feet in the air so then that spell wouldn't have worked or you know they were shot down but then we realize now that they were too far away all of that yes so there are a lot of different ways to do that and um ian i'll let you talk about the first one we came up with yeah, so the first one that, that I came up with, and I did this with a, a campaign that I ran in 3.5 for Dragon Riders. Uh, we did a Dragon Rider campaign. This was shortly after the series Aragon premiered in book form. And we used a three-dimensional chessboard uh, to do that. I don't; They're pretty hard to find now, but you could find one pretty easily, I think, on Amazon maybe. But I used a three-dimensional chessboard, and that worked really well. You just use, you know... Each, the squares are a little bigger, but that doesn't really matter if you just make them all five feet. And then you've got like three tiers worth of, uh, of altitude that you can go, that you can play with and move creatures up and down. And we just said every tier was 200 or 300 feet distance or, you know, whatever it happened to be for, because with dragons, they can travel really fast. So, yeah. So 3D chessboard is definitely a good way to, good way to do that. It's a good way to visualize, especially if you're using minis in a battle map. Definitely. And there's a lot of iterations of that that Ian and I had kind of talked about. One was Combat Tears, which was a company. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really find them online when I did some research now, but something along those lines. Um, there's different ways that they can be configured. The other one that is a paid version, or I would say more expensive, but definitely really cool, are the Emeralds Emporium Dr. Wizard's Patented Elevation Indicator. And it's almost like a 
just a cylinder with a lot of really nice looking markings on it and then rubber bands that kind of go around it to indicate how many feet, how many, you know, in, in the tens and the hundreds and things like that. And so your mini fits right on top of it. There's also adapters for larger minis to fit on top of it in the case of dragons. And mm-hmm. definitely the go-to, if you have the disposable income, definitely the go-to um, in my mind. Yeah. Well, and if you don't have a lot of money, one of the more ingenious ideas that we found was uh, if you ever have bought a pizza from like Papa John's or someplace like that, they often have this like three-pronged device that sort of sits on the middle of the pizza. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Sort of separate it and keep it from bumping into each other. And they're called pizza stands. And anyway, you take some straws and you fashion two pizza stands together and you can cut them at, you can cut the straws at different heights to sort of mess with the elevation, so to speak. And that is a fantastic low cost way to actually do your elevation with pizza stands and straws. For those of you who are more economically conscious. Definitely. And the reason that they have the little table inside of the pizza is so that the top of the box, when it gets hot or potentially kind of I want to say moist, but I know that's a trigger word for that's people, but I've already word. said it. Um, <laughs> it's so that it doesn't uh, sit on the cheese. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, there also, you go. The, the other one that we found, and we'll leave it with this, is one of the easier ways is to go get a box of poker chips. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go to the dollar store and get you a box. And then you could say, this color represents one foot, this color represents five, this color represents... Join 10, so on and so forth. And that is another easy way to indicate elevation. Yeah. But with that, we're going to go ahead and turn out the lights and start closing up the gym. Because it's time to go home. Above all that, though, I want to implore you, the listener, to join our forums and take part in all these challenges and exercises and all of the other awesome conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DM Nastics so your players don't ask do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running.